Welcome to the Form Guide, inspiring conversations about mental health and well-being. This week we're chatting to Daryl Woodhouse, CEO of Life Work Effect, and we're going to be talking about burnout and stress management. Enjoy. So, Daryl Woodhouse, welcome to the Form Guide. Fantastic to have you here, my friend. Thank you for having me. And what a great tune. It's actually in my um, one of my favorite playlists. So um, I was grinning away when you put on, that on, but I wasn't brave enough to show you um, any of my uh, my bad dance moves. <laughs> well, you know, a bit of chair dancing is good, good for the form score. But yeah, you can call me Al. Um, you know, a loose theme of sort of rhyming with your name a little bit, but I'm putting together a sort of playlist of 80s classics um, for choice. the form guide. And I'll, I'll do a little DJ mix of them as we, as we go through. But yeah, we hosted the Inside Out Awards last week. And um, again, I had a DJ mix going on there, Daryl. And, you know, just the, the power of music on our form and on our well-being, it's, it's, it's pretty impactive, right? Hundred uh, percent. I'm. Uh, I, I absolutely love music, and uh, I'm always listening to music as, as much as I can. Really, probably the only time I'm not listening to it is if we're watching a movie or if I'm on a, you know, an interview or, or a business meeting. But uh, everything in between, it's always on, and my, my family are very supportive of it because <laughs> they, they, um, you know, they, I think they, um, they like some different music sometimes. But uh, yeah, it's all good, and it's, yeah. uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a big thing in my life. Yeah, absolutely. So you are CEO and founder of advantage business partnerships uh, you're also ceo and founder of the life work effect and we're going to hear a lot more about both of those things um and, and we had a chat you just reminded me it was about a year ago i can't believe it you said what have you been up to since we last uh, spoke on your youtube channel and uh, you said it was about almost 12 months ago at the start of lockdown and i don't know about you daryl but it seems like that time is having this strange morphing effect through the last 12 months isn't it, it just yeah i can't believe that was a year ago but yet so much has happened since then Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been quite a year for for uh, I think most most people, if not all, around the world. And um, yeah, it's just been uh, amazing, really. Lots of uh, lots of challenges and hardship. But um, for those who've been fortunate, and and for those who've made their own um, or, or taken their their own destiny into their hands, they've uh, reinvented, innovated. They've kept going. They've been proactive and are creating some incredible opportunities. So it's uh, it's been amazing to see how other people are responding and seeing some of the the silver linings are starting to come through. I think from especially from those that have, as I say, been either lucky or uh, really proactive and uh, and focused. Yeah, and I think you know we can't um, get away from the fact that for many uh, it, things will be beyond their control and they're in difficult circumstances. But if you have the ability to um, to change, to um, I, I'm reluctant to use the word pivot. I think it's just a bit of a horrible pandemic type word, but adapt to the, the the situation and look for opportunities. And I think we both had to do that, but also seen opportunities in in what we do. So I'm definitely keen to get into some of that with you. So we're going to start with the uh, the question I always start with and uh, that question is how are you today as you can see I'm a seven out of ten today on the background um, and, and for me I think um, sleep sleep was okay last night that's probably knocking me down a little bit I'm dealing with quite a few stressful things this week it's a week of um, less being on stage presenting um, and, and I've had some uplifting meetings with people but I've also been just dealing with some nitty gritty of business, you know, but I think seeing progress in that. So that's kind of boosting my form a little bit. But um, okay. how about you? How are you today, Daryl? Um, yes, yeah, good question. I'm probably uh, before our, our chat, Rob, I was probably hmm, I was probably fighting away from a, a four or five mm-hmm. um, and so picking myself up into more of a, a seven, eight. And uh, I'm, I'm I'd say I'm coming up to a seven now from um, feeding off some of your great energy and of course that, that great tune earlier. So um, yeah, it's uh, you know quite happy sharing. We uh, we uh, we lost my mum uh, last week to, uh, to she lost her battle to cancer. So um, we're sort of uh, very much uh, you know grieving and, and reading from that. So that's that's what's kind of um, you know uh, brought my form score down a little bit um, in the last week and uh, obviously impact on work productivity and uh, you know needing to make time to support family and uh, um, and also of course importantly important message for today for anyone that you know it's good when you have a a tough day or a tough time is to um 
remember and, and keep up your self-care and your well-being you know, yeah. and, uh, getting that good sleep routine eating healthily doing your fitness or your, your running your gym you know so i've been trying to as best i can do all of that and that definitely you know is, is key stuff to help me and playing some awesome music of course. yeah so that's yeah. a good one as well absolutely well look daryl i'm really sorry for your loss and yeah thank you for uh, obviously still being here at a, at a difficult time and um, yeah let's um, hopefully this this connection can help boost the score a little bit and and great you know to hear that you um focusing on your self-care and it is important you know i think sometimes it, when i lost my my father um you know not that long ago and um I think often the, the the motivation is then, oh, you've got to be there for everybody else and you sort of forget about yourself a little bit. And actually that's not giving you the kind of, uh, the kind of reserves to, uh, to actually have the, the resilience to look after people around you. So great to hear that you're, you're doing that. Um, and good, good, good to hear the music has sort of boosted the, the, the form a little bit. So we're going to have a little bit of fun now as well to try and uh, um, just ease into our conversation. So this is the quick fire round. It's not anything that you can uh, can uh, prepare for. And welcome to everybody on the uh, on the chat on the live. Marlene and Stuart. Stuart uh, said uh, sorry for your loss. So uh, th thank you for your comment there, Stuart. So the quick fire round. If mental health were a something, what would it be? That's the kind of format. And we haven't asked you to prepare for this. So if mental health, Daryl, were an animal, what would it be? Wow, God, I'd love to. I, I need to look back at some of the other recent interviews and see what people came up with for that. <laughs> I'll tell. I'll tell you in a second. It's uh, yeah, whatever's coming into your head, but just think about it. Think about why. Wow, um, that is a really. That's a brilliant. <laughs> I can take that in so many directions. Um, car. Um, one animal. I mean, I could compare it, the two extremes of it to, yeah. <laughs> to different animals. Yeah. But um, yeah, do that. Go for that. That's a good way. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that then, actually. Um, so maybe, um, <laughs> maybe some, <laughs> actually, let's go into the water, actually. Water is a very good place for uh, well being and, uh, and good mental health. So if we go into underwater, um, I'd probably pick. Um, I'd probably fit pick a, a goldfish um, as as one example of the uh, the calmer, more placid, um, let's say uh, healthier um, side of, of mental health um, yeah. and the, the calming aura that a goldfish yeah. can have. Yeah. Um, and then uh, for the um, for the opposite ex extreme of, of mental health, maybe that the poor poorer side, the less healthy, less positive. Mm -hmm. um, let's go for a piranha. Um, can be very erratic, very um, very aggressive um very hard to um to calm down and, and influence <laughs> i don't yeah. know if you can do anything with those ones <laughs> I, I feel absolutely so it's, it's resonating straight away and um you know i like the idea of being in the water my my animal would be the octopus you know i'm kind of uh, that's my little mascot for form score um but the octopus with its sort of color changing for different moods and um being quite a curious animal um with its brains that are all over the place but you know i like it the goldfish uh, and the piranha at different points you know the piranha quite dangerous popping up erratic as you say and then the calm goldfish that um, doesn't remember anything a lot of the time which i think could be another angle so i like that you know i like that it's good it's a good imagery for me that one daryl okay so if mental health were a color what would it be for you color um Wow, these are great questions, Rob. They're tough. Well, they're, not, they're, angle. Not, they're, they're, they're really tough. They're really tough. Oh, I've got one. Red. Red. Okay, why yeah. red? Because <laughs> um, red, red's probably a good example of it. It's a strong, bold colour. Uh, it's quite popular as well. And then, um, then it's kind of it's probably two different extremes of emotions. There's the the, the love side and all of the, the positive connotations of, 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 of the red of love. Um and then, uh, and then there's the uh, the, the anger, the um, uh, the kind of more uh, disruptive and negative side of, of red, and that what it yeah. can represent. Yeah, really, really interesting. I like that, and I think I'm kind of trying to think whether we've had red before. I'm not sure that we have. Maybe, um, and um, 
I, I, you know, red being also a sign of danger as well. So, mm. you know, sometimes, you know, your mental health can be a bit, bit dangerous. And um, yeah, it, it encapsulates those extremes very well. Um, great stuff. Okay. Now this one's really tricky, Daryl. This one's really tricky. If mental health were a food, what would it be? If it were a food. Um... Um, well, we had my um, we had my father over um, yesterday um, for some some family time, and uh, it, it, one of his favourite foods. It's probably why this comes to mind. One of his favourite favourite foods is a curry, um, and he loves um, he loves a, a, a super hot curry. Uh, whereas yeah. I I can't handle that stuff. I can't handle the chilies. So um, so I, I pick that as a as an example of a curry because um, you can have a softer, calmer, milder version um of a curry and then you can have the the kind of angry super hot chilies that can yeah. <laughs> burn your tongue away <laughs> i love i love that and this so so the, i think the other aspect of the curry that's quite interesting is that there are a lot of individual ingredients that that make up the whole and the whole mm. being the sum of the parts yeah. uh, and it comes together in this magical sort of cacophony of flavors mm. um fantastic yeah the curry's a good one and um, you're right it can be very either end of the uh, the extremes uh, so you're more a butter chicken man and your your father would be a vindaloo or even even, God, even yes. stronger yeah <laughs> extra hot madras that one yeah, well. very, very good um okay so um a couple more for you if mental health were a holiday destination or a place where would it be um ibiza um that's a good example there um and uh i've actually never been to ibiza but i know lots of people that have and uh and then there's the the younger generation uh, tends to enjoy the uh, the party, the wild, the wild side, um, the late nights and uh, the, the binge drinking, partying. Um, and then at the other end, uh, which I believe is the, I think it's the, if I remember right, it's the northeast side where yep. it's uh, uh, supposed to be more um, kind of um, uh, more sort of uh, family friendly, um, sort of relaxation breaks, and you've got more beautiful beaches, and it's yep. less less commercial less spoilt so um that would be a, an interesting example again of, of perhaps different extremes of, of, of yeah. mental health <laughs> i think i'm with you on that i've been to ib for a lot of times it may not surprise you to know oh, but which but, side <laughs> well, i've been to uh, through through the course of my career of going to ib i've been to all sides um from you know the the sort of the san antonio end through to you know the the kind of sophisticated clubs to taking family and having a villa and going to the beaches and um, you know the north is beautiful um and um i'm 50 next year so i will be celebrating no. my 50th in ibiza yeah yeah i'm 50 you definitely. don't look 50 Rob. oh I'm, thank I'm, you I'm, no no i'm not just saying that yeah i mean you really don't look 50 <laughs> um, and i'm not meaning friend. much older i'm meaning much younger <laughs> <laughs> thank you my friend yeah there's definitely a lot of gray in the beard if i let the beard grow the gray does uh, does oh, yeah, does, does, does does come out good, good yeah, skin so. there for 50 thank you my man thank you so you're boosting my form by with with the compliments so thank oh, you so much pleasure. okay last one and last one is tough it is tough um if mental health were a sound what would it be <laughs> this is um this is being living in the moment right so um so a sound could be um a knock on my office window which i just had because we've got um two of my kids currently uh enjoying their lunch out on the patio and uh <laughs> they thought it'd be funny to wave at me through the window and um and knock on it and they've uh, been putting funny faces at me and i'm trying not to <laughs> get distracted <laughs> but uh, you know so you could take that as a um you know you can you can choose to see that as a positive and you know it's lovely to have my my children's energy and uh, and their, their fun side <laughs> present on this on this interview um or you could see it as an annoyance and a distraction so i'm choosing the the nice side um but whilst trying to stay concentrated <laughs> yeah fant fantastic um so we're getting some love on the chat for these questions very thought-provoking from uh, from tracy um and then stuart comments as a student in manchester in the 80s a local legendary curry house used to offer a super hot curry called the asbestos um, maybe Ouch. your father <laughs> maybe your father would would enjoy that one yeah. um so i did forget a question actually but maybe um the, my song choice would have would have captured that for you but if mental health were a song what what, what song would you select again that that would be um 
Oh wow, I've got real wide um, musical taste and 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 and, and, and knowledge. So on that, so um, despite that array of knowledge on, on different genres and many great songs, I can't think of one right now that would capture that those two extremes I was thinking of, like with the fish example yeah. earlier. So, um, so I'd probably pick a genre. So a, a genre um, would be perhaps. Uh, uh, heavy heavy metal um uh, that kind of side i'm um, kind of got some images in my head there of um some of the more um animated side of of, of mental health um uh, how people like to let loose to some of that music perhaps <laughs> jumping yeah. up and down and going crazy <laughs> yeah i think it's a good it's a it's a good good genre it, it sort of makes me think of linkin park and mm, I was a big fan mm, of Linkin Park, yeah. um, and you, you'd um, and sort of Chester Beddington, we the the lead singer, we lost to suicide, mm. um, which was very sad. Yeah. Um, but but Chester would you know, have this sort of you know, beautiful voice, and then he would just evolve into this sort of shouting and screaming type stuff um, that that he would do. And and yeah, clearly he was um, you know, troubled with his mental health, but I think that sort of came across in his style and his yes. music. Yeah. So I think maybe we'll select. A, um, a a a Linkin Park song for you to uh, that we'll put in the show notes on that one. Yeah, brilliant. Um, brilliant. So th- thank you for doing that. The the quick fire round. It's it's always a bit of fun, and um, you know I like the image that's come together, particularly sort of the ocean. I'm seeing the red coming down from the sun setting that's filtering mm, through into the nice. ocean. I'm seeing the you know the goldfish going about uh, its business with you know, some piranhas looming, but actually just <laughs> staying away. Um, you know, we've got some a boat going past with some heavy metal Linkin Park type music that is is being played out, um, and and on that boat I've got you and your father uh, eating your respective mild and strong curries. So it's quite a it's quite a nice image that that's wow. pulled together for me. So <laughs> thank you for sharing that. Um, so look, we've got a broad theme on on, on this talk today. I'm uh, driven by your work on on kind of burnout and stress management, um, but you've got a lot going on. You're a bit like me in terms of you look at your uh, LinkedIn profile and it's like, what what does this bloke actually do for a living? So mm-hmm. just talk me through the kind of you know the the main ventures that you've got. Talk me through your portfolio a bit. Yeah. Okay. It's a, it's a, another, another good question, and so many ways to take the answer. <laughs> um, so I, I try to try and give a, a quick overview. Um, I, I think a good place to start is my background, because um, I, I describe my career as having two halves so far. Um, first half was very much in kind of corporate leadership. I was a global ex- executive trainee in a in a in a well-known uh, global brand. Um, graduated through that. Worked up through management. Um, uh, hopped across to a, a, a fierce competitor at one stage um, and then ended up in a national role for that um, FTSE top 10 company um, and got taught many great things, learned many important skills about business and leadership and building teams and building a high performance culture and uh, all of this great stuff. Um, but as I got up to the um, that national role in the large corporate, um, I just kind of felt that it wasn't really... Um, wasn't really where I was meant to be for the long term. I think it was a step on my path, and um, and I, you know, after lots of deliberation and research, I took the tough decision to jump ship from that high flying corporate career to start my own business, which was back in early 2012. Um, and I was driven to build my own company where I could be more independent. I could have more um, flexibility of my choice around my working hours, my lifestyle, um, and I could have more influence over the clients I wanted to work with um, where I wasn't necessarily governed by um, financial services regulation or um, a, a, a different strategy of the, the the board of directors that I'd previously been been serving so um, uh, it kind of took a choice around that and um, and then since then my, the main business I was building up was uh, was advanced business partnerships which has had quite a few awards and, and successes from our client case studies where we've been working with companies from uh, high potential ambitious startups through to scale up businesses through to larger corporates um, helping them to grow and improve to uh, get close to filling their potential um, and uh, we do a lot of that through uh, entrepreneur mentoring with the smaller companies through to um, executive coaching and leadership training programs with with larger corporates um, and then in the last couple of years, um, I guess I've been um, diversifying my portfolio a bit more. I've been doing more professional speaking, um, 
with the way that COVID had a, a very significant and negative impact on our on ABP, our main business. Um, I used a lot of that time to um, say not to pivot, but to reinvent um, and to adapt. Um, and then, uh, you know, recently we've been uh, testing and building and soft launching a new um, virtual program that helps uh, entrepreneurs, leaders and hardworking professionals and their teams to um, to continue to um, achieve more and be successful in their careers, but to help them have a, a good balance of, of life work balance and, and well-being. Um, yeah. and, the, and I deliberately throw the well-being and life work balance a bit in later because um, this is where my kind of my drive for the keynote speaking and the mental health awareness stuff comes in because I, I had a big burnout in 2016 um, which had been coming for a long time um, it'd been building or brewing and my, my body had been um, sending me amazing um, physical signs that I was overdoing it and I need to slow down um, but I chose to ignore those for various reasons those signs uh, kept going out of a drive for providing for my family for wanting to be successful for enjoying my business for enjoying helping other people um, you know and serving my purpose through, through that yeah. business um, but uh, when it was when something unexpected in my personal life happened in 2016 uh, a personal tragedy um, when I was so geared up with long working hours and being highly stressed and not being particularly on top of my personal health, um, it was just a this nasty collision and ex exploded. So I had yeah. a major burnout, um, experienced very poor mental health, um, suicidal thoughts, um, very badly depressed, um, developed very bad chronic insomnia, um, my irritable bowel syndrome got worse. Um, which I've been that's one of the things I've been managing for years with mm -hmm. the high stress and the long working hours from the corporate career that I carried into building my first business yeah. um, and um, you know the good the good stuff that came out of, of those challenges is that um, I did make a full recovery but I got to a point of being happier in life and more fulfilled in my work uh, and more successful in my work than ever and uh, some of the keys to that were um taking more control over my time and mm -hmm. and having a better balance looking after mm -hmm. my well-being my self-care making more time for family friends hobbies whilst um getting even better at my natural work skills which were always around um strategy and productivity um, but there's always like anything there's always room for improvement so yep. i spent the last couple of years getting even better at strategy and productivity whilst managing the life work balance and uh, and now i've kind of been blending that and leading that into my career work and my keynote speaking because I'm deeply passionate about about it from one hand showing that you know even people who are perceived to be strong and successful um, can be very vulnerable to yeah. poor mental health yeah. um, and then you know from that personal experience now I kind of raise awareness of that and help people uh, help show people that you don't have to do the long working hours always on culture we actually have now lots of research that show us that those who have a healthier life work balance um, and work less hours than the 40 45 50 60 70 hour weeks that many people do even more so through the change of covid we're finding um but they those who are working less are actually happier healthier and they're achieving a lot more so um yeah. so the message really is less less is more yeah. and i help people on, on how, exactly how to do that cool cool thanks for sharing that and I'm, I'm i'm interested you you mentioned that you saw the that, that your body presented some signs around the the fact that burnout was kind of on its way and you ignored them um and often that ignoring that when you have a sense of purpose as an entrepreneur i think you know burnout is the curse of the entrepreneur isn't it or it can be if if if, if we're not watchful and mindful what, what sort of physical signs what sort of signs that did you know looking back in retrospect should you have taken notice of um, and i think that'd be quite helpful for others that might see this that um you know to to, to take note of those warning signs as they come mm -hmm. up yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so yeah, there's a few things. Uh, well, actually, there's many, <laughs> um, but check out a few. Um, there's personal sacrifice um, is is kind of a, a very kind of actually quite obvious one now as I look back. Obviously, myself, and it was obvious to others. Um, and that was an example of you know not having that life work balance, working long hours, um, not making enough time for fitness, family, friends, um, not eating. Um, uh, uh, consistently well um, and, and even that's an, a common example I find uh, not just from entrepreneurs actually that are very ambitious and hard working and 
reinventing through 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 uh, the impact of COVID. But um, um, just generally, um, full time um, working adults, um, you know, in, in large companies too, especially um, those who are parents as well. I think have had it particularly tough with yeah. homeschooling and um, all of that side of things too, which we've we've obviously had in my household now as well. Um, so um, so yeah, so th- this common one I see is um, you know people might be um, eating fairly well and they might be eating their three or four meals a day but it's the time that they're doing them and it's what they're doing whilst they're eating them um and that's like the, the, you know how many people are um um rushing their their lunch and um, whilst they're in front of their computer and they're reading emails they're typing or they're on a, a on a video call with the video off because they're <laughs> eating their lunch yeah. and they're rushing it and 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 you know we're not giving our our brains a break we're not um we're not being kind to ourselves and, and that's proven in many ways to be very detrimental um there's the i uh, the ibs the irritable bowel syndrome you know up, uh, regularly upset stomach um and um you know stomach not feeling right let's say um there's a sleep uh, from sleeping that's a that's a really common one um and uh, things like either, um, early morning insomnia, uh, where you're waking up way before your alarm and you just, just can't get back to sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, your mind's probably worrying about all the things you need to do um, and all the stress is going on. Yeah. And then there's not being able to switch off when it's time to go to sleep um, and trying to um, calm down that busy brain so that you can fall yeah. asleep. Um, there's just a couple of signs anyway, Bob. Uh, yeah, um, ab- absolutely. And, and, you know, I think we, we all experience some of those from time to time. Um, but I think if it happens consistently, that's when it becomes more of a warning sign, yes. doesn't it? But clearly you were functional while you were experiencing all of that and, and, and burnout takes a while. I mean, there's, there's obviously the, um, I'm sure you're familiar with this, the stress arousal curve. We need a certain amount of stress to perform, yes. um, but then we can move into overload. Healthy and unhealthy. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, you know, and, and we would be activated from a stress point of view now because we're presenting and we know we're live and all that. And we, you know, if we weren't, we would be pretty flat individuals um, and, and not uh, you know, talking with, with passion and energy. So, you know, we need stress to, to, to perform. I think the problem is, obviously, if we under-recover from stress, so some of those examples there where we're not taking those breaks in the day, we're not pursuing hobbies, we're not balanced from a, a work and home life perspective, we're not getting our exercise in, that stress can then uh, lead to sort of exhaustion, overload, and, and ultimately burnout. Mm-hmm. What, how did you sort of get from the point where you got the warning signs and then to think, actually, I'm experiencing burnout? What was that journey like for you? Um it was uh, it was tough because it you know yes I was burning out for for a number of years um, and there were points where I could I could feel it was I was reaching a tipping point and then I would do and then I would probably slow down for a couple of weeks just a little bit um, just to kind of let it get back to a, a more comfortable state um, yeah. um, but then you know like uh, like all bad habits I'd then sort of ramp it up again and then a couple of months later the same thing would happen and then it was the 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 um the the light uh, the ignition let's say um uh for the for the big uh, the big the big blaze was um was this you know unexpected um turn of events in my in my private life and uh, it was just as it as it as i discovered since as it would be for for anyone it, it, it would be too much um and uh, and that's that's quite an interesting point i feel as well because um you know you might feel you're on top of things and you're doing everything right and maybe you're not anywhere near to burning out because you've got a good life work balance but if you're not prepared for the unexpected um you know it can kind of make things a, a lot worse all of a sudden so you know any anyone can be vulnerable to um to, to a burnout um, yeah of course and, and and this this sort of strikes the heart of what resilience is and what resilience isn't um in my opinion so you know i think resilience is often termed strength which incorrectly it's not strength it's not the ability to pull the all-nighter it's not the ability to work consistently and um you know for for 24 hours a day whatever it might be and skip holidays resilience is having the reserves to cope with change and mm-hmm. having the flexibility yes. to bounce back yes. when life throws some things in our way and what I'm hearing from you there is that actually you'd eaten away into those reserves yes. by the way you were living and working and then when a big event came that was something you needed those reserves there's they nothing there. in the tank yeah there's nothing 100%. in the tank yeah and so you're um you you don't have the capacity to cope mm-hmm. and 
what did that feel like that must have felt very very difficult how was that yeah. for you uh yeah and that's it was it was awful it was a very um you know there were many moments uh, um for for you know it's probably weeks and months really where it was a very lonely very dark place um especially before i um found the courage um or the comment or the let's say the common sense to uh, open up and talk about it um because initially i just held it in and um and that's not that that's uh, not healthy and it's not moving us forward um and there's this uh, yeah. often with, with men as well we uh, um not not all men but many men are known to um not be very good um opening up about uh challenges or um you know or perhaps failings um, yeah. and that's actually the worst thing we can do is to to not talk about it and to not get help yeah and what, what was the catalyst for you in, in in opening up and seeking help yeah do you know i um, i've been asked that question a few times and i, I don't think there was one um i, I don't think any, there was anything specific that that caused it it was it was it, but it was more of a case of you know i've been in this this rut you know this dark tunnel for 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 too long and I was like I've got to get myself out of this um you know and, and it was just one day I was like right I've got it I'm going to do it today and then spoke to the first person and was overwhelmed with with love and support and understanding and learning about how um how common it actually is and some of the stuff that happened to me um and um and uh, and then that gave me the confidence to um, to then open up to more people so I then started talk, talking to more of my family my friends I went and saw a therapist and um, and that's where my kind of journey of recovery really began really was was opening up getting help um, and then approaching life and work with a white canvas as I say and I and I started and I, I kind of set out some goals and I, I mapped out what I wanted my perfect life and work to look like and then, um, and then I created a, a roadmap to how to make that happen, which was lots and lots of different steps. Yeah. Um, but uh, staying, having the focus and uh, following through with that was how I got to this amazing place since. So uh, I'm kind of glad I did it. And it's, it's made me stronger for having been through that experience. Um, it's it's uh, increased my, um, my strength for, for future challenges and I'm able to bounce back quicker as well. So yeah. like I, um, if I, yeah it's like some of the other challenges the last few years and how i've um uh, developed myself personally and developed my self-care my well-being and that um that uh capacity for for change and challenge and how i've worked on that that's for instance put me in a much stronger position to cope with the loss of my mum um you know and so whilst it you know it's really hard it i've um um i've been more um I've been more grounded since it since it happened than I perhaps would have been three, four, five years ago. Yeah. Um, so I think there's some some lessons in that as well. Yeah, I had a conversation with somebody else in a similar vein that um, actually the self awareness that they had developed over the last few years. Um, they recently lost their job in a um, in a sort of unexpected way, um, and they felt that they could deal with that very difficult situation much much better and and in a much more grounded way than they would have been able to a few years ago and i think that that comes from going through that journey of discovery of of you know what is driving our mental well-being and how to manage it and and clearly that has stood you in good stead for this very difficult period of time that you're in right now um there's a question thank you brian on the chat around um uh, yeah, likes likes the use of the word resilience, um, but our dark places where we grow most. And I think that's quite interesting because I think we do grow most from overcoming challenge. I think for me, there's probably a line between when when a challenging situation turns into what I would describe a dark situation, which I would see as mm. quite negative, um, a place we wouldn't want to get to and we would try yes. and avoid to get to with, with with resilience. And I can see you're nodding there. But what's your sort of perspective on that as someone that's been through the dark places? Yeah, um, I mean, it's certainly something, you know, we're only scratching the surface with this, this topic today. Um, and it's certainly I wouldn't wish on anyone, um, um, you know, especially when you consider that, you know how many don't come back from that dark mm. place you know yeah. and i'm talking about you know suicide for example which is not a nice topic um but it, it's there and um you know obviously there's been uh, uh, a rise in some uh, regions of, of 
of, of those cases during COVID as well, um, yeah. with predictions of, of, of more to come. So it, it, is, it is something that should be um, talked about. And, uh, you know, even uh, there's, a, there's a charity that I do a lot of support, not connected to mental health in any way, this charity, um, but um, they, um, they lost their longest serving uh, employee back in, I think it was September, October uh, last year. Um, it took his own life. He left behind a, a loving wife, um, young kids, and it was a complete shock. And that's the thing about why it's good that people like yourself, Rob, are doing so much to raise awareness of mental health. Like in many cases, it's so uh, hidden and misunderstood. Um, and, uh, and, and sometimes or it's because it's not a nice topic, people tend to sweep it under a carpet and try and avoid it. Um, you know, but, you know, it, it's very real and it's here and, you know, it can come just out of the blue, like that example of this, this charity and the, um, what's um, sad about it is that the, the, uh, the colleague, his colleagues, because um, it, it was a big surprise to them and he was loved so much and he was part of the furniture. He was, a, you know, he's a great guy. He's so supportive to everyone. And initially um, a lot of the staff blamed themselves because they were like, was it something I did? You know, um, did I not spot the signs? You yeah. know, could I have, could I have done something differently and he'd still be here um and you know a lot of the staff need a lot of um support um, for that so yeah yeah it's it's very real the topic um and I wouldn't wish it on anyone um it's it's much I think um we do learn from mistakes and and they do, do give us opportunities to come back stronger and to get to better places and to reinvent absolutely um but I guess yeah it's like um if people were to experience some dark places, we'd want it to not be, uh, we'd want them to not get to um, the real extreme part of that before that we would want them to get help sooner so yeah. that we can stop it going too far south, let's say. Um, and, then, right. and then there's another phrase, which I think probably summarizes this much better, which is, um, they've always said, um, it's great to learn from your own mistakes. Um, and I, and I, I do like that and I agree with it, but, but I personally say it's better to learn from the mistakes of others so that we don't make those mistakes in the first place. Yeah, and, and, and I'm with you on that. I think mistakes is a, it's quite a harsh word. The experiences of others, I think mm -hmm. I, I'd probably modify that too. Yeah. But I, I think, you know, for, for me, the stigma of mental ill health often prevents people from speaking out and seeking help a little bit earlier in the journey yes. before they get to what we would maybe be terming the dark places, the yes. one out of 10 yeah. on the form score. Yes. You know, a three out of 10, um, we, we can seek some professional help, we can talk to our friends, we can have that support network around us, and, and hopefully we can get the professional help to avoid us from getting a one out of 10. But if we feel that we can't because it's mental health or mental illness and we don't talk about that, then that is preventing a number of people getting the, the, the help that they need um, to ultimately save lives. And I think that's the, the mission of smashing the stigma is to make people feel more comfortable doing that like they would their physical health. Um, so, you know, thanks for sharing your perspectives on that. So um, you, you kind of mapped out what you would like your uh, more balanced life to look like. And then you've sort of built your uh, a, a business around that and offering with life work effect. Talk, talk us through what that what that sort of you know vision looks like for you and then how um, life work effect you know, can help others achieve better balance yeah thank you um yeah so I guess um it's almost like in that first half of the career and the early years of my my first business uh, my strengths were always seen and, and my best case studies and successes always came from a strength in strategic planning and um, and creating business plans and then providing and building the leadership and teams to execute and, and get the results on a commercial basis and there was a bit of there was a sprinkle of um, uh, a natural interest and skill in productivity and time management and prioritizing skills was all mixed into that um, and so um, you know when I was mapping out you know the, the new world I wanted to create for myself um, a couple of years back um, when you know when uh, making my recovery from from that uh, you know tough tough place um when I was doing that I was like right well you know I want to do the first of all I, I was like what's the life I want what are the working hours you know what are what's the fitness routine um what are the hobbies I want to um rebirth and, and bring back you know and, and there's all that kind of stuff and then I was like well 
what work do I need to be doing and want to do to support that life? And, and that's an important point because, um, again, I've seen as many times, even very successful entrepreneurs and, and business leaders, um, they, they don't set clear enough goals about what they want from life first. They just kind of go in and it's all about business and career and so on. Um, but set your life goals first and then set the business goals required to support the life that you want and then create the action plan to make it happen. So there was a bit of that. And when I was doing this for myself, I was like, well, well, you know, it'd be silly not to use my strengths um, in my career. So I was like, right, well, I need to keep keep up the work on strategic consulting and business coaching and uh, and productivity improvement programs. Um, but now that I've got this raise awareness of the importance of good mental health and the, the success that can come come with that and life work balance and well-being habits and so on I'm going to blend that in as well and that's where um where I've been developing the life work effect over the last few years which has those four pillars yeah. strategy and planning productivity mastery life work balance and well-being and uh, I've designed a number of workshops and programs and uh, now the life work effect app as a tool to help make it easy for people to achieve the life work effect and get better at all of those four pillars um, and to achieve that happier life and the, the greater success in their careers and their businesses, which is what I've been able to thank the world for and, and enjoy for myself in the last couple of years and to obviously now enjoy helping others, other individuals and other teams and other workforces to to achieve that. And it's, mm. it's you know, I've got, I'm doing the work I love. I've got the life work balance. Um, uh, despite some some short-term glitches and challenges that COVID presented that we didn't plan for um, and yeah it's just a great place to be and uh, mm. you know I feel really fulfilled from from doing that and you know all, all a lot of you know underneath that is um, raising awareness as well and, and showing people that the impact of great mental health you know yeah. and great well-being so yeah, brilliant. There's a, there's a few things in there that I'd like to sort of pick up on. And I, I always conclude when I get to this point of the, the chats that I have, Daryl, that I, I don't allocate enough time for them because, you know, I allocate 45 minutes, which is nice bite-sized amount, but you start to get into a discussion and I think there's so much more I want to sort of explore. But um, I think the the point around, you know, your, your pillars there, I think, are, are really interesting because... Um, particularly having sort of productivity and well-being and I often talk about the the great performance opportunity of investing in well-being both at an individual level um, and at a, an organizational level what, what do you see as the sort of links between productivity and well-being you know for me I think they're, they're obviously quite strong but in, in terms of how your pillars intersect talk, talk yeah. us through that a bit well, I almost want to stand up to to, to, um, to, to to answer this to get the um, the emphasis across but it is is huge and there's a, what I've discovered is there's a multiplier effect. I'm yeah. really glad you asked this question. So when we have greater self-care and well-being and life work balance, so we look at looking after ourselves personally, living that life that we want, um, working on developing ourselves and enjoying our lives, enjoying our families and our friends. When we do all of that, um, it makes us happier. Um, that boosts our energy, that in turn boosts our productivity and improves our performance at work. Um, it gives us greater headspace to be more creative, more innovative at work. It gives us clearer headspace to make better decisions at work. So, so that's a real positive thing. So doing well-being in turn, it, it, in, it kind of secondarily, you know, but quite strongly boosts productivity and performance. Then when you, as well as then working on self-care, if you then, um, develop what I call your productivity mastery skills, time management, value-based decision-making, um, teamwork, uh, effective collaboration, um, helping facilitate your team to play better to each other's strengths and weaknesses and tasks that you enjoy doing against and, 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 and avoiding tasks that you don't enjoy doing, but finding someone in your team or someone you can outsource to that loves that stuff that you hate. Um, when you can work on all of that stuff and develop the, the productivity and the strategic thinking, um, that obviously transforms your career and your business results in itself. But it, surprise, surprise, it also improves your life-work balance and how you feel about yourself and your happiness and your energy levels. So when you you can see when you both when you're really nailing productivity and treating it as a as a 
personal development and a business development goal as well as the well-being that's where you have this massive multiplier effect and everything's feeding each other and yeah. it's it, honestly it's incredible and you know we've been achieving some quite transformational results for clients with with this kind of concept so uh yeah. yeah, brilliant. And I, I just love all, how all that intersects. So, you know, I think I'll be knocking on your door for uh, so to use your services as well as I develop FormScore um, as, a, as, a, as a business, um, yeah, because I think that way of thinking is, is really cool. The other bit that, that uh, I'd just like to call out, and it's, it's a bit of a statement of the obvious uh, that you made, but it, it's so true that we often think about our goals from a workplace perspective, from a business perspective, but we don't think what do we want our, our life goals to be? What do we want to kind of, um, you know, to look at from our, our life and, and how do we want it to, you know, to all fit together? And it, it, it seems just a, a remarkably obvious thing that we should be doing. We should be saying, OK, over there is how I'd like life to be. This is where I'm at. These are the tweaks we need to make. Um, and I think this is a great opportunity for people right now because we are, cha- we are changing the way we're working. Whatever the hybrid model means in different organisations, it will be different to the model that was there before. So surely that gives us the opportunity to just take stock and think, right, I'm going to do an audit of my life right now and see where I'd like it to be and then what what steps do I need to take to to get there and that seems to be a bit of a no-brainer to me yeah. oh, 100% honestly and and it's to illustrate in a different way it's I've, I've always been baffled as to why why people call it work-life balance yeah. why you know who who was born into a suit um you know or work workers uniform to um to start working you know we're born in our natural state naked um yeah we're talking about nudity on this interview rob <laughs> um, very happy to talk, very happy to talk about nudity because in, in my in my sort of um, you know coming to terms with bipolar i did used to take my clothes off in public quite a lot daryl i'm not oh. going to do that today yeah, yeah. Um, so um, very happy to talk about that but yeah very absolutely sure. Um, but yeah, we were, you know, we were born naked. We were born to be kids and to have fun and to, you know, to enjoy being children. Um, you know, hopefully for those that that that, that were born into, you know, good good families yeah. and circumstances to do that. Um, and then work comes along later, and and you know, work should come as as a means to continue living the life that you want and to build the family and the, the lifestyle and everything else and we seem to have got that wrong with with work-life balance which is why it's life work effect and life work balance um, so. yeah and, and i think you know i think we, we're, we're slowly starting to move away from labels aren't we with bame and lgbt um, mm. um and you know I'm, I'm equating life and work to those things but i think work is part of life life is the existence as to what you do as a human your relationships what you do professionally your sense of purpose your well-being your mental health um and i think we just need to look at humans um and look at their lives and think what do you want your life to be um what do you want it to be and how are you going to get there um so you've definitely inspired me to just um try and think uh, a little bit more holistically about my own life so thank you for that um, so we're out of time you know i want to chat more but look uh, uh, one more question Let's for do a part you two. <laughs> definitely do a part two um I, i'm keen to know what is your one well-being golden nugget the one thing that if you could say okay look um this is my bit of wisdom that i want to share based on what i do or my experiences that other people listening could take that um see if it resonates what is your one nugget Okay. Um, another great, another great question, Bob. Thank you. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll share this one. Um, it's actually, um, it's part of a, uh, a module in the, in the life work effect online program actually. And it's a, it's something, it's a key, uh, ethos, let's say that's built into the app as well. And, and it's, and, and I choose this one because it's a good example of coming out well-being from that strategy and productivity side, <laughs> and which is not, uh, uh, um, there's not many people approaching it in this way at the moment so uh, hopefully this is something new um, but it's uh, it, it kind of goes back to my corporate days and the, the inspiration for this where um, I just always thought it was fascinating that there was always lots of talk on we- what are our weaknesses and what are our development areas so that we can fix them and there was and, and what I could see from that maybe it's the entrepreneur inside me I, I don't know but, uh, but I was like well, well Okay, it's great, and those weaknesses are a threat, and there are, there are risks of not um, approaching or, or dealing with those or managing them proactively. 
Um, but what about our strengths? Shouldn't we also equally be talking about how we can better leverage our strengths alongside those and um, working on and watching those weaknesses? So, um, so I came up with the strength in a trio. Um, so it's nice and easy to remember. And um, for anyone and everyone that's listening, uh, it's a it's a really simple but brilliant exercise. And it, I, I can I. I can promise you and guarantee you, um, if you took one thing away and you go and do this and apply it for the next few weeks, you really can achieve some quite transformational results, both in life and in your work. Um, so think about those strengths, write them down. What are your strengths when it comes to, to your work, your career, your business? Um, and then number one, um, look at, blend that in with your diary and your working schedule and figure out a couple of ways you can use those strengths more often increase the frequency of them so that's the number one in the trio um, number two is how can you use those strengths for more time what changes can you make in your job in your business to create even just a little bit more time to use those strengths so number one uh, frequency number two the duration and number three and this is the, the most powerful one what can you do to get even better at those strengths um, and actually create two or three i challenge you to create two or three self-development tasks or business development tasks that you can do that activities and make time for them in your schedule the coming weeks to get even stronger at those, those strengths and um, I always say there's so much we can learn in business from our favorite sports teams mm -hmm. or Olympic athletes and um, they are brilliant at always looking to get fitter faster stronger and they're always really good at um, working on enhancing their performance breaking new records and they do that from really leveraging their strengths and getting in increasing their superpowers even further yeah. so um that's uh, that's my my lesson and obviously if you if you do that in turn by using the strength in the trio um you're going to increase your success um, in your career at work you're going to have more fun because generally we enjoy using our strengths mm -hmm. that's going to boost your happiness your well-being your energy and you see, it's that just that different angle of, of how you can impact well-being, and it will probably reduce your stress at work as well, and you'll be able to achieve more in less time at work, so yeah. you can reduce your working hours and stop overworking. Love it, absolutely love it. So you know, focus on your strengths. Think think about how to uh, do more of them, do them do them for longer, and sort of maximise as well. So fabulous. Um, I'm going to think about that, Daryl. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Um, my condolences once again. Thank you for, for being here through through these difficult times. Um, but it's been a pleasure to chat to you on the form guide. And um, this is all around inspiring conversations about our mental health and our well-being. Thank you so much. Thank you, Rob.